If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This podcast is making me feel This cruising overdrive and tides behind the steering wheel Cause these movies are obscene But I can't stop it from turning in Hey love, and while you're at it, how about writing us a five-star review? Maybe if you're lucky, Mike, you'll take one of you to Pound Town, or at least read it on the podcast. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm King Todd. And this week, Mikey made us watch... King, King Ralph. Ralph. So, Mikey, why'd you pick this movie? I mean, other than the obvious fact that it's one of the most perfect films ever made. Hardcore agree. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to do it at respect of the UK people. Yeah. Of trying to do something that embraces their culture. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we realize <laughs> that the UK people are hurting right now, and we just want them to see that it could have been worse. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. A, that's a way if to this, put it. Sure. This is the sure. reaction of the queen dying of older age. Could you imagine if 45 people got electrocuted? Okay. <laughs> fuck it. The cold I... open in this movie is so insane. I love it so much. Okay. Here's, here's what I liked about it. There's some, there's some parts that didn't age well. I'm going to give it that. Yeah. I, this movie came out in 91. This movie's 30 years old. But for a film from 91, it's got a pretty decent thing going for it you know yeah. like he's like a decent dude he's like a good guy yeah i think whenever someone says hey you're not like most of the girls i date you wear clothes to work like you know he's a classy gent you know what i'm saying oh, like i don't i didn't say he was classy i said oh, he was a sorry. decent guy sorry. there's a big difference yeah he's not classy he's a vegas lounge singer right and he's lived in that life for a long time but he is not a douchebag to people no usually. he's not he's very kind which i like he's a big dumb idiot with a good heart so I think he made a misstep, a couple of missteps, but like who didn't in 91? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, do you, do you mean like who walked into girls dressing rooms in 1991? I'll tell you who did. Donald J. Trump, sir. Okay. I thought you were going to say John Goodman. Me too. I, Mikey, I was so freaked. Oh, no. Oh, I don't know if he did. Probably. Who knows? Honestly, this is why I picked it. I saw as a kid, I remember liking it. I didn't know it was romantic comedy. I just remember thinking it was silly. And now it's a romantic, you look at it, it's a romantic comedy. And I was like, I don't remember that. 
but John Goodman carries this film on his back so hard. Like his, he just charismas this movie where he has to like play an idiot, but also be likable. And let me tell you, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, I love this movie. My dad like had, I guess recorded this on like VHS cassette off TV. And we watched it all the time as kids. Like when I was a kid, Watch it all the time. I love this movie. There are some things that don't age well, but I have always wondered, like, could the surviving blues brother be the king of England? And yes, what we learned is he can and doesn't. <laughs> I'll say he does a decent job. Like there were some missteps, but like he did all right. I do not have the power of nostalgia on my side for this movie. Then you're probably going to have the only real take. On this movie. <laughs> I saw it today. For the first time? Okay, okay. For the first time ever, I saw it today. It's all right. Uh, it's okay. I mean, it, there are definitely parts that don't age well. I didn't have as personal of a connection to it. It did remind me of a set of movies that I did enjoy heartily when I was younger, oh. in which Anne Hathaway rebels against having curly hair oh, and like takes this. over the fancy pair capital of the world, Genovia. Uh, and then marries the best Chris. And in those movies, I was like, okay, this is like their Princess Diaries. <laughs> but I don't think Princess Diaries is going to air age well either. <laughs> it's a dude Princess Diaries. This is Princess Duderies. Yes. Yeah, uh, this I is agree Princess with you. Yeah. <laughs> the main characters are John Goodman, Peter O'Toole, and John Hurt. Blow my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are acting. Yes, they Those are. Those British people are acting. Here's my thing with it. It starts out great. Like, the first half hour of this movie, the pacing is insane. It is. All kinds of crazy oh, stuff yeah. is happening. But then for a solid half hour, not much happens. And I found myself thinking, like, when was the last time I saw Peter O'Toole in a movie? And then I remembered that it was when I rewatched Troy a couple months ago because oh, Mikey and I discovered oh, that Troy was on Netflix. I watched Troy it then, too. So I love yeah. Troy, man. Give me back my son, Achilles. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, I wish I was watching Troy. Oh, wait, this movie's still happening. And then at the end, it's kind of like they waited till the last 15 minutes of the movie to be like, oh, right, we need to wrap this up. And so they have to, like, finish it. So I was like, my mileage varied, I would say, with this film. I kind of liked it because it was like that silly, low stakes kind of movie where I'm like, this is very palpable for me yeah. because I live in a, a kind of an intense life and it's an intense world. And having the big problem be him being like, hey, no one's ever brought me chocolate before. Will you bring me chocolate? And I'm like, I can be here for this. And like the, the, <laughs> but Mikey, you're right. It is a very no stakes comedy. And I'm here for that. I, I mean, I, I get it. I just wish slightly more stuff happened. Like, I felt like we spent a lot of time setting up some of these set pieces that then go on for a little too long where we could have had him, like, the king has to do so many fucking things. And, like, we could have had him doing more and having more kind of hijinks and still had it been low stakes. I feel that. I wanted that, too. Yeah. I've never seen a film remind me that the monarchy doesn't do anything as much as this <laughs> film does. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> a little <They're> like bit. <laughs> It's so funny. I did I did like his crush on the girl and their little connection. Yeah. I, I like their romance. I like their montage of like him learning about the previous kings and her like schooling him on it and like helping him like learn about the culture, I guess. Mm -hmm. I will say 
out of all the movies, I think he ends up with like the best happily ever after that I've ever seen in a movie where he's like, we just want to pay you a bunch of money to live in a castle and like record music with your wife. And and have a baby that can then be the next king. He probably. would be the next king. He yeah, is next yeah, yeah. in line for the throne. Yes. Unless Peter O'Toole gets his O'Toole out and like Peter's it down. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Peter O'Toole wasn't alive during a time of Viagra and was too old to consummate any sort of marriage. Viagra existed at this time. In 91? Yeah. Did it? I think yeah, so. Viagra's been around for fucking ever, man. But you, there's there's horny toad and goat wheat and all that other crap you can buy in Tijuana. Viagra came out in 1996. So he, if he lived five years, he would have lived he to could've... see Viagra. But he also would have had other opportunities before that. And that's just the FDA, which means it could have been out other places earlier. I'm happy to report that Peter O'Toole died in 2013. So he might have sired a uh-huh. little Lawrence of Arabia. You're right. But this would be a good sequel. King Ralph 2, where Ralph's son takes over and he's got to be the older kind of goofy guy who guides him. He would be Ralph the second, which would be bonkers because your dad's American. Your mom's a commoner, but British. So you kind of have both of the. Well, he he is Ralph the second in the credits. Yeah, that's the reason I thought he would be King Ralph the second. It's really interesting to me how mean the British public got about him flirting with the commoner and hooking up with her. <laughs> Mikey, what are you saying right now? I'm sorry. Is this your first experience with understanding how cruel England can be when people try to marry commoners? Might I introduce you to so many people who have experienced this over the past decades? I've been reading some stuff about it this week about like a certain person that they were mad at. She's also not even the first. No, I heard about this lady, Princess Diana. (laughs) She's not a commoner. Is she not? No, she had more claim to the throne than he did by blood. It's a whole complicated thing. Uh, She's not a commoner. Uh, Camilla Parker Bowles is a commoner, but people don't like her. And maybe he, I don't know if he should have married her before. I don't know. That's, I really... Currently, I'm more invested in how cruel they're being to Meghan Markle. That's what I was talking about. That's the joke I am making. That's fucking racist AF. I like Meghan Markle. I, I don't give a I shit about too? the, but I don't care about the monarchy. Like it means nothing to me. I'm a, I'm an American. So like, I don't even have like a cultural tie to it. That's why we need an American on the throne. Like King Ralph. <laughs> I need to be invested. You know what? I'm just going to tell you that Genovia had that and they had some growing pains, especially with their production of fancy pears. So you might have to bring in a crisp pine into the mix. Pears don't grow on pine trees, Paige. <laughs> I think Genovia was was conquered by Dr. Doom. In- <laughs> no, no, no. Genovia. <laughs> I heard it was Baron von Underbite. <laughs> Genovia is that town that they put on that like helicarrier in the first Avengers movie. <laughs> Where the Scarlet Witch is from. Actually, is that Segovia? Pretty close. No, I'm pretty sure it was Seabiscuit Stan, Paige. Seabiscuit Stan. (laughs) Here's what I liked about this one. All the shit he breaks in the Royal Palace. Oh, yeah. I'm a pretty clumsy big dude myself. Oh, Mikey, I never saw you more in this movie than when he's trying to catch chocolate in his mouth while he's in the bath and he throws the crown into the (laughs) bath. Like That is the most Mikey moment I've ever seen in my life. Uh Uh-huh. It was just funny. And Harry Potter's like bad uncle. He was like really good in this film. Harry Potter's bad uncle. (laughs) I mean, in all fairness, Paige. He is Mr. Dursley. No, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he's Uncle yes. Vernon. Like, I, I get it. Like, he's a bad dude. But, like, uh, I really like his character in this because, like, he's the guy who goes to get him. He's the guy who brings him back. And then the entire movie, he is here 
for anything John Goodman wants to do. Oh, yeah. And he I is love down. that. Yeah. And I love him so much. I think he's the one who ordered the bowling alley. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He did. Okay. So like Peter O'Toole and Uncle Darsley or whatever. <laughs> Uncle Vernon. It doesn't matter. It's His name in the movie is Phipps. He's my favorite Phipps. character in the movie. Phipps is the best. His first name is Duncan, I believe, because he calls him Duncan oh, later. Y- you're probably right. Yeah, I just saw him in the credits as Phipps. They're so nice to John Goodman's character. It was refreshing. To s- I think if this movie was made now, everyone would be total dicks to him the whole time. Yeah. But it was nice to have people being like, man, you're really unrefined, but like, damn it, are you charming? <laughs> I was like, what? But I, like- I loved it. Yeah. I I like that Mikey is getting at something that we as Americans have a problem with, where essentially what you're saying is it was nice to see British people be kind in a movie. Yeah. Because I don't know if you know, but as far as the entertainment we as Americans enjoy, we love it when you're mean. Like we're confused by British Bake Off, but we also like it. I was about to say that it is like British Bake Off, but for being the monarch of the UK, right? It's like yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. super nice to him, and they're just like, "We know you're trying, man." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh wow, they like not gonna murder, try to murder him." I was like, "This is great." <laughs> wow, his bread lobster looks terrible, but they're all <laughs> hugging him. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite moment in this film when he's like, "You mean when we kicked your ass in the Revolutionary War?" And he's like, "You're actually the head of England now." When they kicked our ass in the Revolutionary War, <laughs> I thought that exchange was so funny. Yeah, there is a lot to love about this movie. Yeah, it was just goofy and low stakes, and people were nice to each other. And I love the way it wraps up too, because like. He you can't have him actually sit on the throne like he's an American like that That would never actually happen right he actually showed I think decent growth with way he yeah, was I able so to too. handle himself and the inside of being like hey you guys are stupid for letting me do this Let, let's let's find somebody else you deserve better 100% like it takes a big man to admit that like you shouldn't be king and like he yeah. got there eventually it took like five months or whatever but he got there yeah and, and he had to get grinded on by 90s Julia Stiles it's not Julia Stiles she just has a very low voice she actually doesn't I think they dubbed her I, voice I think it's dubbed because I I've seen dubbed. that woman in so many things since this yeah, and yeah. she is like she has like a normal voice but in this movie she sounds like she sounds like this it's crazy well here's okay i so i went back and forth on whether or not she was dubbed because i think dubbing would be the natural thing yeah but then at one point when she turns to go inside and dance with her father she says something i don't remember what it was but she's like father like just really (laughs) leans into it father like See, Matt that's the Barry kind of British people we love. We love <laughs> Matt Barry. He's the best. No, she says something like, Father. And you watch her face and it's almost like she almost breaks. Like she yeah. almost laughs, which made me think maybe she was doing it in person, <laughs> which was even funnier. Uh, so I kind I don't know if she was dubbed or not. I don't have it in fun facts. She wasn't a bad catch either, man. No, she's like, I, mean, I just want you to bend me over the Queen Anne desk. I was like, when she started going like that, I was like, oh, hey, Anna. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'd have been like, good to be the king. She's like, you've got a lot to work on, yeah. but you got a nice ass. I was like, oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> I didn't realize King Ralph was wearing those shorts you showed us a few weeks ago, Mikey. <laughs> I didn't realize she was a liar. Now I'm intrigued. <laughs> you don't think Goodman's got a good booty? I didn't look. I didn't look. You you had to look when he's playing the piano. He sticks it out. He's jiggling it. He hit that bench so hard it flew back. If I could cut one thing out of this movie, it's that scene. Oh, the musical I scene. Love that you scene. Page. No. Yes. 
Here, here, here's what. Paige, I thought you were going to be on my side. Uh, no, I'm not on your side. Because they, they play the entire song. Yeah, they do. <laughs> three whole minutes of it. This is my favorite musical. They play three minutes of it. And for a minute and a half, no one dances or engages with it at all. And it is so insanely awkward. And he is so sweaty that I was like, I got to stop watching this. I, I am hating this. And then she comes out and dances. And I was like, somehow this is worse. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they are this- playing it for like, he should not be doing this. This is not. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, this yeah. Is not cool. So I understand why it feels that way. But to leave it feeling that way for three and a half ish minutes. <laughs> it's a lot. It's crazy because you're like, as an <laughs> audience crazy. member watching that, you're like, oh, God, what? is happening but Paige during that I literally looked at Natalie and was like yo John is crushing this song (laughs) he does all his own singing in the movie I know I know well he was a blues brother like I'm not surprised he could sing all of that because he nailed blues brothers yeah and you know what it's nice to see stars sweat, you know, like yeah. be human. They're just like, like I was like, I'm that sweaty dude. If I'm at a ball, like I'm sweat. Yeah. You know what, Mikey, you're right. This scene where he was like playing that piano in front of everybody. And they were just like silent is just like Tom Cruise hanging on the outside of the airplane. It's the same <laughs> thing. You're right. It's like his hanging on an airplane. Yeah. I mean, he's out of shape. Like you wouldn't want John Goodman hanging on the outside of an airplane. He wouldn't be able to do it. He's in better shape now than he was then. <laughs> That's true, actually. The older John Goodman has gotten, the more he looks like my dad. And that is something that's hard for me to, like, deal with. Save it for your therapist, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the, old, the older John Goodman has gotten, the better he's gotten as an actor. Because oh, I yeah. think some of the oh, work yeah. he's doing on Gemstones is fucking top-notch. Dude, Gemstones is so great. I love that shit. Yes. He's aging well. I think I, he he's one of the few stars who didn't have any work done, but he is aging well. Rick real well. It's easier for men to age gracefully than it is for women in Hollywood. But I mean, he may have had some work done. It's just not noticeable. But yeah. Hollywood's way more forgiving of men. Yeah. I think women can age very gracefully. I don't like the surgery stuff. I think it makes people look older, like counterintuitive. It depend- well, here's what I'll say. It depends on what you get and how you get it and how much you pay for it and who does it. Whatever happened to Meg Ryan was not good. That was bad. Uh, but there are a lot of people who have had work done and don't talk about it that you'd be surprised almost everyone gets something done yeah some measure of something my take on all that is like if you want to do it it's your body have fun right yeah i don't think there should be pressure to do it right but i'm not gonna fault someone for doing exactly especially if you're it's like your livelihood you know like i understand why i i don't want to speculate but meg ryan may have felt like she had to do some of those things before absolutely they were really good at doing them and it just did not come out great you know so like i sort of feel bad for i don't know if that's the case but i sort of feel bad for her if that is the case you know i just i you know i don't like this because like Everybody's getting the lip fillers right now. It doesn't matter how old you are. Everybody's getting them. I'm not a huge fan of that. I honestly want my lips to look like two balloons that are about to be turned into like a a dog, like a balloon animal dog. I like but that. But do you want them to make that squeaky sound? Like I do. Yeah. When I kiss anybody, it's like... <laughs> And that was just me turning my lips into balloon lips so they can be kissable. <laughs> because you kiss in an interesting way, as we as we have talked about. All ah, I really wish you guys had forgotten that. I will never forget that, Todd. <laughs> I'm sure no one you've kissed has forgotten it either. You know who hasn't forgotten it? Me. When your girlfriend tells you something like that, it sticks with you. Have you thought about getting some lip fillers? <laughs> 
every day, Mikey. <laughs> I don't know if that would help. It's it's a real toss up when guys do it. Oh, uh, because yeah. sometimes it looks good, sometimes it looks bad. I am blessed with good calf muscles. Same. But I know some people who are like, I want to get calf implants. Oh, the fake calf yeah, muscles yeah, look yeah. nuts. <laughs> like, they look so crazy. I do love seeing them on people, though, because I, I am fascinated with what made you be like, you know what? Leg day is one thing, but like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, calves are more genetic because you can do leg day all you want, but it's like a, there's a genetic component. Like, I'm always going to be a big dude, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think my ancestors were like, get the randolph family they just they fucking haul rocks uphill that's what their job is my family moved the stones for stonehenge from wales to where it is that's why we have great calf muscles oh i was gonna say is that why you have the magic to turn those masks into snakes and bugs <laughs> what's the meaning of stonehenge <laughs> i will never forget in eighth grade I had, I had been on Weight Watchers for like most of the year to try and fit into like a senior or no, I guess I was 18. So like like 12th grade, I had been on Weight Watchers for like most of the year to try and fit into a senior banquet dress. And then my mom went to go zip it up and she was like, oh, these are just your ribs. <laughs> I was like, oh, the, <laughs> you can't lose ribs. <laughs> <laughs> They're just gonna be there. Yeah. That's just how wide they are. Yeah. Don't do that. Just wear things that are comfortable and cool for you. I'm not gonna make that joke. <laughs> it was a gross yogurt joke. <laughs> I just don't like all yogurts. Well, no, you find one yogurt you like and you drink it the rest of your life. Or spit. It's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's talk about this. Yeah, movie. maybe we should get into this movie and talk about it scene by scene. We get a series of old timey Universal logos. Maybe it was like their uh, anniversary or something. Maybe be i don't know anyway we we open on buckingham palace where they are staging a photo op because it's the first time they've had the whole royal family together for six years which by the way i'm pretty sure this is why this has never happened like you don't get everyone together gotta have designated survivors yeah i was yeah. gonna say this is why we do the designated survivor thing when we have like uh you know state of the union addresses over here like uh yep. you people in the uk need to like learn from your american brothers like <laughs> You really should know how to take photos better. Well, it rains as it is wont to do in England much of the time. And unfortunately, it rains all over a lot of electrical equipment. This <laughs> cold open is insane. I love it. Up upon snapping the photo, everyone is electrocuted. And the shot of the photo of all of their hair <laughs> is great. We get a close up of the king and queen each separately with their hair like going crazy. And I was here for those shots. I rewound oh. those many times because it was insane. I know this might be an unpopular opinion, but the only thing funnier to me would have been if there were also corgis that also had their hair up. Oh. I don't I don't want dogs to die, but I'm here for that photo. Him trying to play with the corgis later on. Ugh, perfection. So funny. There's no better shot in any movie ever than when he is sad walking towards the end of this movie and there's a swan behind him sad walking as well. I was like, this <laughs> is cinema. <laughs> and any luck catching them swans then? Yeah. When Nicole Kidman in her like AMC theater opening like commercial that she did is talking about like this is why we go to the movies, that shot is why I go to the movies. Cuz heartbreak does feel good in a place like this. In a place like this. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. Fun fact, I once went to the movies with Nicole Kidman. I'm sorry. What? I mean, she lives here in town with her husband. Yeah, in, her green, husband's, in uh, the Green Hills oh, Regal. Oh, that's right. I yeah. I've seen her, her and her husband at a few restaurants here in town. She does that speech in person, yeah. too. She stands it's so up annoying. and does yeah. it. 
Yeah. This is why we come. I was like, yeah, I'm already here. Her husband <laughs> stands and salutes her while she delivers the speech. I got to be careful. She's from Australia. She probably can't take a chance. <laughs> so is he. So is her husband. <laughs> he is. Yeah, both of them are from Australia. But now they're Nashvillians. They're Nashvillians. <laughs> yeah. They can't take a joke, but they can take our culture. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have culture, Paige. When I moved to Nashville, like 2009, 2010, I used to run into them all the time. I was like, oh, Nicole Kidman again. <laughs> Taking our jobs. <laughs> Taking our jobs. Yeah. I should be giving a speech in front of a movie theater. <laughs> you know what, Mikey? I'll help you shoot it. Let's do it. Let's do this. <laughs> go to a random movie. When we go to watch Barbarian, just stand up and be like, this is what it means to be together. It looks great in a place like this. Prolariate. And then just prolariate. sit back down. <laughs> it's great when the prolariate gets together. My mom texted me yesterday and was like, did Mikey say suck my prolariate? And I was like, I think he may have. Pretty sure he did. Yeah. Don't recall. Let's check the tape. I got to get out here and jiggle my prolariate to get some money. <laughs> Yeah, he did. Also, we're recording this just days after the anniversary of Pierce Brosnan enacting that terrorist plot. And he got away with it. He got away with it. Yeah. You're going to kill your own son. That's how you do it. <laughs> oh, you never forget the first time you were Remember me. <laughs> remember me is still the top three most bomb. We should have watched it again. <laughs> we should do a Remember Me episode every September 11th. Never forget. <laughs> Just remember me revisited like every year. I read a BuzzFeed article where they interviewed people in production who would like read the script and they're like, what? No. You know, no, but we should do it and act like we haven't done it. And be like, have we done this already? I forget. I love it. I think we're supposed to never forget, but it's too late. I love it. <sighs> okay. A time loop movie. Where we have to record the same podcast every day. No, I was going to do a 9-11 time loop movie. Is Pierce Brosnan in it? No. if he's not, I'm out. <laughs> but Mark Wahlberg is, and he oh, no. gets to see if he could really stop it like he says he could have. <laughs> oh, 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 this is terrible and great. Spoilers. He can't. He's he just an insufferable dude. He just keeps opening more and more Wahlburgers restaurants, but this isn't helping anyone. No, unless you're trying to get diabetes. Was he joking when he said that? No, no he wasn't joking. He was serious. But also, he beat a man nearly to death one time, and a lot of people forget about that. Yeah, he's a pretty not great guy, from what I understand. <laughs> from like the articles <laughs> I've read about his felonies. Yeah. <laughs> I believe he blinded that man. He did. Correct? That man is forever blind. Yeah. Yeah. The silver lining there is that he never has to see his movies. Yeah. He never has to see the happening. It's the wind. <laughs> we have to do that movie. We have to do this movie. You don't tell me what to do, dad. <laughs> I'm the king. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. So 30 people get electrocuted. <laughs> For, 40 people. It's like 45. 40, yeah. It's insane. 40 people get electrocuted. In Britain right now, the UK, quote unquote, is like losing their mind off of one. So like, holy shit, they would have just shut down and left the Brexit if, uh, if 40 of them died. Shut down and left the Brexit page. <laughs> he pulled like... It's like keyword searches out of his brain of things that have happened and like threw it into a sentence and none of it made sense. I can't comprehend what just happened. They already left the EU. That was Brexit. You can't leave the Brexit. They already left. Mikey, I can't explain EU politics to you when I barely know it. Let's just get to the part where I have to explain spotted dick to Mikey. <laughs> it looks like it's some sort of 
frozen ice cream pastry dish. Not quite, no. Although when I was in the UK last, I did get a mug that just had a picture of Spotted Dick on it that said Spotted Dick, and my mom was not happy. Todd, have you ever been to the UK? Oh, fuck. Here we go. <laughs> Paige, I uh, have been to the UK. In fact, this movie was really nice because it got to sort of visually oh. revisit a lot of places that I've been. Uh, and it was nice. I, I really enjoyed it. I was like, oh, man, I remember so many times when I was there. Did you leave the Brexit, though? Yeah, did you leave your Brexit at You home? have to leave the Brexit in order to get back. I like eggs for Brexit. <laughs> they like baked beans. It's a real weird culture. <laughs> Did you say you like eggs for Brexit? For Brexit? Yeah, you did. You could go fuck yourself, Mikey. <laughs> that was amazing. I did have the best breakfast sandwich of my life at a truck stop in England. I love this. Everything about that sentence makes sense to me in a weird way. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. It's a lorry station. <laughs> yeah, no, a lorry stop. That's what they call trucks, Todd. I know, and man, lorry can make a fucking breakfast sandwich. <laughs> yeah, lorry does great at it. Yeah. It was an English muffin, or I guess just a muffin. Just a muffin over there, yeah. But it was huge. It was like the size of like a small personal pizza, and it was filled with scrambled eggs and Irish cheddar, and holy shit, was it amazing. Like Hell that. yeah. That does sound amazing. I wish lorry would make me a breakfast sandwich. I know, lorry, where are you at? <laughs> I'm more of a progressive. I think we should make our own breakfast sandwich. Well, okay, then you would have voted. <laughs> I can't. I was going to make another Brexit breakfast joke, and I just don't have it in me. Now the eggs are 15% more expensive. I would have voted remain with Lori for the breakfast sandwich. Mikey would have been like, no, we're leaving. <laughs> that gas station, it, w- it would have been a BP here, but it's just a P over there. It's just petroleum. Yeah, just petroleum, because they know they're British. <laughs> I say we go to war with them again. <laughs> yeah, they have an American king now, right? Is, isn't this yeah. movie a documentary? Yeah. Anyway, so like 45 people die in the first minute of this film. No corgis were harmed in the making of that photo. No corgis were harmed. So, anyway, they have to find a surviving heir because <laughs> they just electrocuted everyone else that's eligible. Yeah, everyone else in the Wyndham? Is it Wyndham family line? They they say Wyndham because they couldn't they couldn't use the real They couldn't name say Windsor. Windsor. Yeah. Which even Windsor's not the real name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do use Stuart though, and they're like, "We haven't, you know, we we used to rule." And I was like, "Is he referring to Bonnie Prince?" Like, maybe. Anyway, I would assume so, but like, yeah, right, because it's Charles Stewart, right? I think. I mean, I I don't know Hold enough up. to know for sure. I just know that the House of Windsor changed their name sometime before I think World War One or World War Two to Windsor from something very German sounding. I can't remember the name of it. Hanover was it Hanover? I thought it was like Saxe Coburg or some shit like that. I don't I, fucking know. But listen, I do not know. I just know they changed their name to Windsor. Speak English because of <laughs> this is English, Mikey. It's I, the original no. kind. Anyway, this is complicated. Just have presidents, damn it. No, I'm kidding. That's it's not much better. Yeah. It's working out for us. Anyway, so we do get to see a funeral with like so many coffins, which yeah. like you shouldn't laugh at that many coffins, but you know, it's only 10 minutes into this movie and they're fucking nailing it. So, well, uh, one coffin is like sad. 10 is like a tragedy. 40 is funny. Probably not in all circumstances, but when they all got electrocuted taking a photo and that photo has all their hair all crazy a little bit. Anyway. So uh, we do cut to a series of punks watching TV and one of them is like crying. And then they're like, since when do we give a toss about this bullshit? She's like, dysentery, because that's his name. Yeah, his name is dysentery. Yes, It's like trash and um, suicide. Was it suicide Uh, in Return of the Living Dead? I remember trash. I don't remember anybody else in that movie. (laughs) Trash. 
Because Trash was my favorite in that movie. Trash was great. Yeah. Yeah, it is Trash and Suicide. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, dysentery. But the other thing I noticed was how expensive the TVs were. And I was like, damn, the future really is awesome. (laughs) So uh, they found an heir. It's Ralph Jones. He's American. I love when Phipps is talking about who they found. And he's like, there are some strengths and there are some weaknesses. And he's like, well, what's wrong? And he's like, well, he's American. Quickly, man, with the strengths. Like, <laughs> Quickly, with the strengths. <laughs> Peter O'Toole has that voice that, like, it's just so, like, official sounding, and it just was so funny to hear him say that. I mean, he is acting in, a, like, a 10 the whole time. Dude and is yeah, still yeah. Lawrence of Arabia in this role. Like, he is mm-hmm. that level of acting in this insane comedy. He's gone full Troy of just, like, yeah. bring me his body so I may put coins on his eyes for the ferryman. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so we cut to Las Vegas where he's playing Tiny Bubbles by Don Ho. While watching football. So while watching funny. football to an empty lounge. Yeah. Well, except for Fitz and the security guard who were, like, there to watch him perform, but also, like, right. I love when he finishes the song and then, like, Everyone else is like continuing to not pay attention to him. And they both stand up and they're like, marvelous, marvelous. (laughs) It's so funny. It's so great. The only lounge scene I like better than this one is in Sister Act, the original Sister Act, where she does that whole medley and she's just like, we're out of here because you don't give a shit. (laughs) It just leaves, but it's similarly empty and it's great. I wish we could do that. I love that movie. I love Sister Act. It is one of my favorites and it holds up. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's not a romance. We can't do it. I know. He walks through the showgirls backstage to, to the dressing room that he shares with Mitzi, the psychic Chip. Yep. So good. You say that like it's not a real thing, Paige. I mean, all I could think about was that shoe standing up in Nope, and I was like, I think that was Mitzi's doing somehow. <laughs> I'm glad that this movie did solve how that shoe was standing upright. And it's right? that all right. chimps are some level of psychic, and Gordy was making that shoe stand up. Yeah, that's why he goes to fist bump that kid. Like, he knows. Yeah, I like Apes it. together strong. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. Jordan Peele said that in, a, in an interview, but don't but don't look <laughs> he, for the interview. He did not. But yeah, Mitzi, <laughs> Mitzi the psychic chimp, and they're, they're gonna, they're canceling Ralph's show. They're gonna give the other time slot to Mitzi, who, like, I, I want to see that show. So badly. I do love when he gets fired. Like, you hear Mitzi, who is just a chimp, and I don't think can understand all all the English words that's being like said in the room. But as he gets fired, you hear her go <laughs> like, laugh, like a gremlin, man. I was like, okay. Mitzi is petty. And I love that. Vegas is cutthroat, man. Hell Vegas yeah. Vegas is cutthroat. You never know when somebody's going to push you down some stairs and then run off to find their suitcase and do crime in a different town. But like, <laughs> here's the craziest thing about Mitzi for me is Mitzi doesn't seem to have a handler. Like, there doesn't seem to be anyone else involved with Mitzi's yeah, show. she just Mitzi's works just there. Sit- <laughs> Mitzi just works there. She's just sitting and putting on lipstick in a mirror just like, what? I have to get ready for my close-up. Mitzi was about to walk to the staff parking lot, get in her Corvette and drive home, Paige. Yeah, and be like, God damn it, I've got a mortgage. I need that second time slot. Like that, That's the vibe that Mitzi has with her cute little overalls. She's like, I'm my own silverback. I don't know what their version of that would be. <laughs> uh, how much funnier would it be if they're like, we're here to crown the new king of England, Mitzi. <laughs> your psychic powers have helped us hone in on your leadership capabilities. Love it. Anyway, so they're like, you're fired. And 
then Phipps and Gord, is it Gord? No, it's the other security guy, uh, are like, well, no worries. It's our glorious duty to inform you that you are also the next king of England. Oh, wait, that's the Olympic theme. <laughs> yeah, the English theme is like, England, it's cold and foggy, and we have a monarchy. Mikey, when did you learn the English national anthem? It's probably when we bailed them out of two world wars. Oh, God. I mean, there's so much more to it than that. Anyway, we can't. No, Paige, he's right. Not entirely. No, I know. We got in when the getting was good. Hell uh, yeah, anyway. we did. Or did we make the getting good when we got in? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no. We definitely were like, oh, everyone's weak. Let's go collect the spoils. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've played Risk. That's how you do it, baby. <laughs> that is. That and like start out with Papua New Guinea and just build up uh-huh. and build up and build up and build up. Yeah. That's the pro level move right there. Why Papua? Papua New Guinea. Why? Yeah. If you get Australia and all then you can just, because there's only one way in, you can just yep. put all your armies in one spot yep. build up build up build up build up and then just expand through russia yep we should play risk one night <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible I, I feel like i would hate it i also hate monopoly well then yes if you hate monopoly you would very much hate risk yeah no thanks it's definitely fun for the first 30 minutes i i will fuck some people up over some categories i could categories people to death but like no monopoly no risk. oh man i'm great at categories. it's like also, I can't get with Catan. Resource management. No thanks. <laughs> anyway, so they tell him that his grandmother Constance slept with a royal and that w- then gave birth to his father. Yeah. Who then, obviously, he's the next in line. Right, yeah, because his father's dead, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't have time to be king, which is the craziest line in this film. Because he just got fired. Motherfucker's got plenty of time. Right. I. Th- it's all. It's equally as crazy as, as it is in Princess Diaries when they're like, you're the new princess of Genovia, but you still have to go to school. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? I've already got my movie picked for next week, but we should do that one soon, too. Oh, yeah. Princess Diaries is... It's cute, cute. The second one's not good, but you do get Chris Pine. So like trade off. And they're probably both on Disney Plus. I'm sure they are. I feel like we should do a like monarchy few weeks. Anyway, I don't have time to be king. What does it pay? And they're like, it doesn't, but we pay for all your shit. And he's like, "Eh." and they're like, here's a Super Bowl ring to convince you. And he's like, okay. They're like, your grandmother slept with a dude in Vegas. And that was a prince. I also like that he's like Nana Connie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And the prince gave her his ring. How good was that one night stand that you're giving away fucking royal jewelry? It's gotta be good, baby. Oh, yeah. She broke it off and kept it with her. Like, that's how good uh-huh. it was. <laughs> We've only had this one dalliance next to this dumpster behind the circus circus, but here's a ring to remember yeah. me by. <laughs> I mean, essentially, he, like, impregnated her over a dumpster, and now he's king. Like, that's, like, what happened. A tale as old as time. (laughs) (laughs) Barely even friends, then somebody bends bends you over a dumpster. Dumpster. (laughs) Certain as the sun rising in the east. So he's like, okay, fine, I'll go. Uh, I've never been to England before. And he's like, uh, he, he arrives there, he meets Peter O'Toole, and they're like, so what do you know about England? And he's like, I have all the Rolling Stones album. <laughs> and he goes, well, you're practically a native. 
<laughs> I love the way Peter O'Toole speaks. I can't do an impression, but it is so good. Like, He's so deadpan. It's great. But he has to have known he was in a comedy, right? But like, yeah. the character that Peter O'Toole is playing is not in a comedy. He is not finding any of this funny. And I love it. Like, he is so committed to that character. It's so good. But he's still nice to him. Oh, yeah, he's not He's mean. sarcastic, but he's nice. In, yes. in his own reserved, non-hugging British way, yes. Yes. Although they do hug at the end, and I almost cried. Oh. When he says, but we're family, and they hug. We're family. Oh. Well, yeah, because I think their grandfather also fucked a dude in England. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what in England? You think Cedric is also, like, the bastard son of, like, No, a... they, told, they told him that his grandmother was a... Housemaid. Yeah. Housemaid. Oh, that's right. Dude's just spilling that his seed all over the planet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, it just made me want to watch the Tudors again. <laughs> Should I do a watch through of the Tudors? <laughs> Stop at season two, but yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop at season two. Although Henry Cavill's beard in season three is pretty <laughs> solid, but his storyline is sad. Yeah. Anyway. They're like, what name do you want to use as king? Edward and George have been popular. And he's just like, Ralph, like Ralph Macchio and Ralph Lauren. Yeah, what's wrong with Ralph? <laughs> what's wrong with Ralph? I mean, I wouldn't want to change my name. I, would, I wouldn't want to, you know. Hey, I'm King Mikey. Hey, King Mike. Uh, hey, King Mikey. Hey, I'm hey, King hey. Mikey. Hey, I need some wings. I'm King Mikey. Oh, do you, you damn Americans try to rebel in. You don't want to be Amelia Mignonet Thermopolis. <laughs> Thermopolis. Thermopolis Rinaldi, Grand Princess of Genovia. Did they call her Thermopolis because she's been railed by 300 guys? Yeah, no, Genovia no, no. is a third world country. <laughs> We're talking about England, um, okay? Genovia is very fancy. They supply us all with pears. Anyway, so he takes him through the hall of basically paintings of portraits and shows him his grandfather who looks exactly like him. It is a portrait of John Goodman. That's what that is. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I love how later in the movie when he's like failing at King, he is like sitting down in front of that portrait apologizing <laughs> to his granddad. I don't know why it was so funny to me, but I laughed. I hope he got to keep that painting after. I mean, it's a painting of him, so I, I bet the set like designer was like, just take it. Just take it with you. Yeah, like, we can't leave this here like <laughs> listeners i'm i'm requesting a english king style portrait of myself if you could please send me oh, one. oh you can order and commission those by the way i have a friend who got drunk and did it for himself and it turned out great he requested that there be a tiger in it nothing says i shouldn't be king like requesting a king portrait of yourself Oh, whatever, Todd. <laughs> I think I can find it really fast. Okay, so if we do this, Mikey is the king and I'm the tiger next to him. <laughs> he saved my life and now I owe him a tiger life debt. I'd let you go. Anyway, he we, we cut to him in a new outfit. So I'm assuming it's a new day. It's gotta be. It's bonkers because it's like a Hawaiian shirt and bell-bottom pants. And this is 1991. And I know he like came from Las Vegas, but it's a wild anachronistic outfit for the time. I think what you're trying to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, that he looks stylish as fuck and like, <laughs> just like pimp ass shit. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Dude, so, no, his outfits in this, when he picks his own outfits are like your toddler was old enough to physically dress themselves and you're like, you wear whatever you want. And then they came back five minutes later and you had to be like, you can't wear that to school. He dresses like Adam Sandler's father in The Water Boy. Just the, like, <laughs> it's, it's me, your pappy Roberto. Like that guy. <laughs> it's like he stole that guy's closet love it i wish we could do water boy do you think that's enough of a, of a romance he really does love h2o baby he loves h2o and and also uh feruza bulk 
So yeah. and her boobies too. And her boobies too. <laughs> of course, Mikey knows that line. I I quoted that line to the people working on the set of the documentary I had to film last week. <laughs> anyway, so he is. They're trying to like measure him for suits, and he picks out upholstery fabric that is like clearly upholstery yeah. fabric. I love how he, the tailor comes up to him with like these like swaths of fabric. I don't know what you call swatches. those. Page. Swatches. Okay. Yeah, swatches of fabric. And he, but he like points at the one on the couch that looks like the couch it's on. It's like, I want yes. that one. He's like, you can't. No, no. And then he's like, okay, I'll take the black one then. Well, yeah, because <laughs> Peter O'Toole was like, uh, most kings don't dress like a sofa, sir. <laughs> Missing out. Anyway, so they sit him down to introduce him to English food, which, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not everyone makes Lori breakfast sandwiches, so not all of it's good. Not every meal could be a Lori breakfast sandwich mm. or fish and chips. Oh, I'm going to go home and get some takeaway on the way home. A takeaway box. Anyway, they're introducing him to English foods and they get through roast beef, which is delicious. Uh, pudding, also delicious. Pudding's good, yeah. Pudding's dick. And then they get to bangers and spotted dick. Bangers are just sausage. I like sausage. Bangers are just sausage and also, also delicious. So tell me what's spotted dick is I'm, i've been writing for it okay so i like raisins i do like this he says dick of what you dick of what <laughs> dick of what yeah <laughs> this is 100 percent, mikey if you became king this yeah, is what it is he, except for that he can sing and you can't but like that's the only difference i would be better i have a picture <laughs> of spotted spotted dick it's not like the movie um, it, it looks kind of, that's one option. It's a steamed pudding. So, which a lot of their desserts are. So think of it as kind of like, um, th this is on the cakier side, but it's not like, it's a little more moist. Right. Cause pudding is like all desserts, right? Uh, it can be, but there is also specifically types of desserts that are often steamed instead of traditionally baked. And this is one of them. So, ta-da! Spotted dick. Oh. I put that dick in my mouth. I put some dick in my mouth. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. Anyway. It's not my fault they made all their stupid stuff like this. Their sausages are called bangers. Yeah. And I love that. That's in a movie that we will probably never do, but is funnier than it has any right to be. Uh, get him to the Greek. They yeah. have a bunch of like songs for the movie and one of them is my bangers, my beans and mash. And it's actually not a bad song, but it's basically the implication of like, will you come home with me at the end of the night and we'll have breakfast? Uh, and it's, will you come for my bangers, my beans and mash? And it's like not a bad song <laughs> about sausages or someone's sausage. Mm -hmm. Anyway. They take him through his bedroom and his dressing room and his study and his bath. And he jokes about putting a bowling alley there, but we will see him put a bowling alley there later. Well, he doesn't. Fitz does it for him. I do like that. I love Fitz. They also have put the crown in his room, which is madness. Because like we saw the crown jewels when I was there and there were like armed guards the whole time. And they had taken all the stones out of it. It was just like the, the settings, basically. If you want to go see the crown jewels, or at least it was when I was there. I don't know if it's changed. I, I didn't go see that when I was there, but I see. I just wanted to go to the Tower of London to see where Anne Boleyn got beheaded. But like the crown jewels were there. And if they're there, like, yeah, know. if they're there and you're there, why not see yeah, them? They weren't Ralph's room. Yeah. So he's like, so what do I do all day? And Peter O'Toole's like, you have to be the epitome of the English dream. And he's just like, I don't even know what English people dream about. They dream of that one sunny day a month that they can go outside <laughs> and walk around their garden. What they call yards over there. Yeah, it is. So we cut to he 
is trying to teach him how to walk and he walks right into the fountain because he's doing the like fucking fun. His little his walk. Oh, it's a little John Wayne. Honestly, it is. But and then he kind of straightens it out. But yeah, he belly flops into that fountain. Yes. It's great. And we cut to everyone. He has a break doing God knows what, but everyone's kind of talking about him uh, along with Lord Graves. And they're just like, this is a bad idea. We should just declare the end of this line and give it back to the stewards. And they're like, isn't that your family? And he's like, what? Who said that? <laughs> he's like, oh, I guess it is. <laughs> oh. I mean, I never considered myself a ruler, but now that you say it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I turned into Judy Garland. there. <laughs> By the way, the villain of this movie is unknown actor John Hurt. Yeah, he I never been anything. I was trying to think of the last time I saw John Hurt in something, but it wasn't Troy, so I didn't remember it. <laughs> v from Vendetta, 1984. Uh, aliens? Oh, yeah, yes, Aliens. aliens. That is the last thing about? I saw. That's definitely the last thing I saw John Hurt in was Aliens, because uh, I watch Aliens pretty regularly. <laughs> but he's the guy who gets like the alien out of his chest. Yeah. Uh, you mean Alien. Oh, yeah, so it was Alien. Yeah. Sorry. I don't... Have I seen Aliens? No, we did Aliens, didn't we? Yeah, you did before I was on the show. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Which bums me out because it's one of my faves. We should revisit. $2,000. Anyway, so uh, King Ralph bursts out of his chest <laughs> during dinner <laughs> and is like, America! Uh, anyway. Fuck yeah. <laughs> America! Yeah. Chest burst! Uh, <laughs> we cut to him in a bathtub where he asks Gordon to bring him something and he brings him like candies of all kinds. Yeah. And he then, as he's trying to toss them into his mouth, dumps the crown into the bath. When he picks the crown up and like the velvet lining, I don't know if it's velvet, but like. <laughs> Which would be ruined. Oh yeah, no, it does look ruined. Like it looks like the whole thing is fucked. It's awesome. Anyway, he sneaks out after the, the tub and they're just like, oh, the king just like walked out of here. And they're like, why'd you let him do that? And they're like, mm-hmm. we've never been presented with these circumstances before. So he goes to a strip club that's called America on Parade. And the stripper that gets off the stage is called Fanny Oakley. <laughs> yeah. Instead of Annie Oakley, Fanny Oakley. You got to love Fanny that solid Oakley. pun work that's a at a strip pun. club joint. That's yeah. classic that, 90s pun right yeah. there. That's a drag queen level pun. If there is not a British fake American cowboy drag queen called Fanny Oakley, then I don't know what. Um, and the next one is Flamingo Mirage, which will end up being Miranda. That's who we're going to meet. And she's just up there like crying topless, which is like ruining the mood. It's called go, go, not cry, cry. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to report that Fanny Oakley is a burlesque performer. I'm here for that. I'm okay with that. I also know that Alyssa did an Annie Oakley impression on RuPaul's Drag Race. That was crazy. Oh, you make me feel like a dangerous woman. Yeah. Yeah, that is one of my favorite clips from Drag Race of all time. Yeah. I just love Alyssa Edwards anyway. Yes. Just, you know, back rolls like she's a, my kind of crazy. I feel like I could hang out with her and have fun. Yeah. Oh, great. Anyway, she goes backstage. She's been fired. Uh, and who should immediately pop into her dressing room unannounced without asking permission? But King Ralph. Of course. Which I, this is a section of the movie I really hate because she clearly doesn't want him there. She is in various states of undress and he's just like, no, we should go out. I'm king. And you're like, get out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Leave. But she like fully does not believe him because he's an American and like I wouldn't believe him either. I don't 
think it matters. I would be like, there's a fucking creep in my dressing room. Get them out. A creep who's giving you notes on how you should better turn to reveal yourself. Yeah, get out. <laughs> get out. Uh, and that's why she calls the bouncer Russell Offbrand. Uh, and he looked like Russell Brand, but like the Kirkland version. I honestly think Russell Brand is the Kirkland version of Russell Brand. Yeah, I mean, then maybe this guy's the Sam's Club version. Oof. Or whatever Walmart's house brand is called. Walmart. Walmart. Anyway, uh, the security guy like, crushes that guy's hand uh and then they leave and he's like if i can prove to you by tomorrow that i'm king will you go out with me and she's just like get out uh so they leave she does shake on it though that becomes important sure under duress oh yeah she shakes on it so he'll leave like yeah yeah uh we cut to the next day where they're teaching him cricket and he plays it like baseball i love it Paige. But correct me if i'm wrong that's not how cricket is played i mean they do give you the correct rules for cricket but he doesn't play it like that. Like That's Peter what O'Toole I mean, yeah. does like explain that like there's a bowler and he's trying to knock off whatever the sticks are that are in the ground that you got to block with the cricket bat or whatever. But yeah, he just comes in there like he's playing baseball and he like smashes the cricket ball through a window. And then you see all the security guards pull their guns. <laughs> yeah, <it's very> <laughs> but then he runs like non-existent bases. I was like, I don't think this is how this works. Yeah, he does run like like the diamond shape for bases. But I think you right. run back and forth between like where the bowler is with his set of sticks and where you are batting from with your set of sticks. Oh god, there's a whole like three minute long video. I just looked at like what are the rules of cricket. Oh, don't. There's a lot to it. Oh, this sounds terrible. But I mean, baseball is a bastardized version of cricket from what I understand. What are the 15 basic rules of cricket? I don't want to know that. Move on. Cricket sucks. Let's go. USA. USA. I do know that there's something in cricket called a sticky wicket, and that makes me laugh. I thought that was croquet. Oh, shit. Might be. Okay, so Paige, sticky wicket, it just means a sticky situation. Oh, oh no, no, the phrase comes from the game of cricket. Because oh. the wicket is the things that's like the sticks that are in the ground uh. that you're, that you're uh. okay. That makes sense. I bet everyone in the UK is like, of course you idiot. Everybody knows cricket because we made the world learn about it through colonization. I mean, I don't know much about cricket. I do know about the Scottish games because they have them at the fairgrounds by my house, like caber tossing and whatnot. Or they play shinty where it's kind of like field hockey, but you like hit people in the shins. So it's not just a clever name. I don't know if that's why they call it that. I just know that both things happen. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, he runs bases that are non-existent. Uh, yeah. And then he leaves to, uh, well, he is going to go pick up Miranda and they're like, you can't do that. Like, you know. And so we cut to her house uh, and there's a knock at the door and it's Lord Graves. And he's offering her money to basically be seen with him to ruin his reputation. And it's because her family is very poor. We will find out. Yeah. So they leave her the money, even though she's like, eh, nah. uh, but she does see on the news that he's the king. So he has now proved it. So um, we cut to, they have like a little meeting with the prime minister uh, and he's still on Vegas time. But this is where the prime minister is like, hey, uh, there's a new king from a non-existent made up for this movie African state, and we're going to invite them to talk to them 
and basically legitimize their rule. Yeah, and from what it sounds like, they're like a relatively new nation and he's a relatively new king. And one of the reasons he wants to meet with King Ralph is because he wants to rub elbows with all of the monarchies in like Europe to like legitimize his rule. I guess. He's like, look, we've been mining vibranium for years and you guys have (laughs) never given us the time of day. (laughs) Oh my God, if at the end of this... Instead of like talking about the car manufacturing plant or whatever, he was (laughs) like, I have secured the rights to import vibranium, tying (laughs) this universe, the King Ralph universe to the MCU. I would lose my fucking mind. Oh my gosh. King T'Challa has been very kind to us. (laughs) Yeah, I would love that. Anyway, uh, he falls asleep during this meeting, but they're like, we'll figure it out. Don't (laughs) worry about it. Uh, He then... Wakes back up after his nap. He's going to go out to pick up Miranda. And they're like, you know, you don't get to leave security. So he sends a car to pick her up and bring her to the palace. Because that's kind of the like compromise that they strike. That like he can see her, but it has to be inside the palace so that people won't photograph them. Right. Essentially. So they have a really formal dinner in the throne room where he serves her some spotted dick. She puts his dick in her mouth. Yeah, she does. She can't get enough of that spotted dick. Yep. I mean, if your dick is spotted, you should probably check that out. What if it's just like freckles? How much sun has your dick been getting? (laughs) A lot. Okay. Then you should maybe turn yourself in because you're the Nashville flasher. (laughs) (laughs) Flashville. Anyway. So this is where we find out that she was a design student, but she ran out of money because she's trying to support her family. And that's why she was going to become a dancer, but got fired. Yeah. Like her dad and brother lost their jobs, I think is what. Yeah. In the troubles. Caused the financial issues. Yeah. And also this is Thatcher's UK. So, like, you know, things are not great. This is Ralph's UK now. I don't think Mikey knows much about how things work in the UK as far as, like, how laws get passed and stuff. (sighs) Yeah, the king says it's law and then it happens, right? That's like a monarchy. They're they're a constitutional monarchy. Yeah. Parliament makes the decisions along with the prime minister. You know what? I don't know for sure. I rewatched Bodyguard on Netflix the other day, and I still don't super know what happens. I just know that Richard Madden is... <laughs> He's a gorgeous man. Gorgeous I man. love John Madden. <laughs> oh, that that would be such a different <laughs> show. You got to take care of the Home Secretary. What? Who? <laughs> like, what is this? Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm in a stupid mood today. I love it. <laughs> so he proceeds to tell her that she's not the kind of girl he's used to. Like most of the girls I date don't have clothes on, but you're classy. And I'm like, that's those things are not, not equal strong necessarily. Opener. This is this is not great. He's got heart. I believe in him. Oh man. <laughs> He's got heart. They go in for a kiss, but they are interrupted as that one guy brings in a quartet. Fitz. Fitz brings in the quartet. Harry Potter's uncle. Oh, I thought it was the other guy. I thought it was Gordon, his like guy that he sends to fetch stuff. I think it's Fitz. I mean, I, it doesn't matter. It's like a one little little bit where he's like, I found music. And like, it's, I found music. it's like right as she's trying to go home too. Like, that's why it's a thing. Anyway, uh, we see him talking with Peter O'Toole and Peter O'Toole is like, yo, she common AF. <laughs> you shouldn't marry her. And uh, tells him about King Edward who abdicated because he fell in love with a commoner. Which is not true, right? Oh, that's true. Um, no, I thought he abdicated because he was a Nazi sympathizer and that didn't play well with no, the- No, no, uh, he, he like 
divorced his wife and married the woman he was having an affair with and had to abdicate. It was Queen Elizabeth's dad's brother. Yeah, I know okay. because I watched that movie about him learning how not to stutter. A King's Speech. I'm pretty sure he's also, I think it's also the Nazi sympathizer thing. They didn't play that part up in the King's Speech. No, they didn't really. But yeah, I might be wrong about that, but I don't think I am. No, because it's before, he abdicates before World War II. That, well, the yeah, Nazis, Nazis were around, around for them. a long time before World War II, bro. 1931. Uh, during the Second World War, Edward was at first stationed with the British military mission to France, but after private accusations that he was a Nazi sympathizer, Boom! he was appointed governor of the Bahamas. After the war, he spent the rest of his life in France. Yeah. That was after he abdicated, though. After his abdication, he was uh, named the Duke of Windsor, and he did marry his, I believe, mistress. It was his mistress. Yeah, in 1937, after her second divorce became final. Yeah. Uh, later that year, they, as a couple, toured Nazi Germany together. Ooh. Yeah. That led to the suggestion that he was a sympathizer. Uh, he spent the rest of life in France, and he and wife remained married until his death in 1972. All right. There you go. Oh, my gosh. The government opposed their marriage in 1936 because she was a divorcee American. Yeah. Which also, Meghan Markle was also a divorced American. Yep. It runs in the family Ooh. page. Anyway. So. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but I never wanted to stop. <laughs> I've heard that before. I don't, I I don't think you have. You yeah, have I, not? I don't think that you have. Just a couple minutes ago, that was the first step. <laughs> no, that's when I was, next seed. Okay. So they have a date where they drive around basically the courtyard in front of the palace. Uh, but this is where she teaches him how to remember the kings. Yeah, it's cute. I like this part. It, it makes for the best throwback at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, where he has to count out which king it is. <laughs> <laughs> he redoes his room into essentially like if Macaulay Culkin and Richie Rich was redoing his room, it would be this room. <laughs> it is very much that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's practicing the introduction for the visiting dignitaries from Zambezi, which is the made up country that they have in this movie. Yeah. We, we got to him barbecuing outside the palace, trying to ride a horse. His failure to ride a horse is pretty funny. It's one of my favorite parts of the, like understated bits in the movie because he is terrible at it. Like he's bouncing all around and it's crazy. I loved it. Anyway, so they get him a bowling alley uh, and a little private Ferris wheel. Yeah. But his like manservant guy passes information to the news and so there's paparazzi waiting outside the next time Miranda goes to leave and she covers her face but they get a photo. I love when they show the photo in the newspaper because there were no photographers in the car with her but the picture of her is like in the car. Yeah they're like in the car with her. You're like what? What? How did, how did that happen? I mean I'm assuming they got up close and got through the window but we don't see any of them get that close to the car. No the and shot. there's no window in the shot like it's just her yeah. sitting in the back of a car. Yep. Like they opened the door to take the photo. Yeah. But so Peter O'Toole's like you can't see her anymore because she was caught by a photographer but don't worry we'll get you a consort which is basically like we'll get you a mistress. Yeah we'll find <laughs> someone to fuck you. We'll find a low-level royal to gargle your nuts. Like, it'll be fine. Unfortunately, they were all electrocuted. <laughs> Her mouth vibrates now. Wait, 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 wait. Tell me more about it. I'm not saying no yet. Hang on. All you got to do is sit her in a massage chair first. <laughs> She's still got teeth, though, so it's risky. It always is. I mean, that's a risk I've taken many times in my life, and <laughs> yeah. it's always paid off. If you're putting your thing anywhere, it's a risk. Take that to the bank, kids. <laughs> no, don't take it to the bank. You can't fit it in the deposit slot. I think you guys are fucking banks wrong. 
<laughs> I just take a picture of it on my phone. Is that how you deposit your dick to the bank? Photograph the front side, photograph the back side. He even endorsed the nuts. Yeah, yeah. Electronic deposit, deposit only. only. Oh my God. You have to know that someone's done that on their banking app. <laughs> You should be the first. Absolutely. I want to talk to the first person who sent a dick pic to their banking app trying to cash it. Deposit for cash money. Hey, I'm trying to dick posit. I have a story kind of related to this. How could you possibly have a story that is related to what we're talking about right now? There was a month where I was like, no one checks what you sign on these electronic things. Oh, There was a whole month where you had this epiphany? I started drawing dicks for the signature, and then they shut my card off. <laughs> <laughs> so someone You're does like, check. How dare you? I am Mr. Richard Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Identity theft is a real problem, sir. Like, we don't, this does not match your signature. We shut your card off. And I was like, okay, they do check. That that makes me feel better, I guess. But do they check the actual pictures of checks? Like, if you wrote on your dick like it was a check and then photographed it. Oh, wait, you guys they, don't do that? No. Oh, my bad. No, your dick's writing checks. Your mouth can't catch. <laughs> I'm so sweaty. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tired. It was 65 degrees here today. It was Fuck beautiful you. today, man. It was beautiful. My temperature is roughly the underside of cooked nuts. <laughs> you are got like 60... <sighs> Roasting on an open fire. It's almost Christmas. Do you guys feel it? <laughs> it's hot. I mean, it did feel like fall today. Anyway, <laughs> we cut to the visiting dignitaries from Zambezi, which is kind of racist. Yeah, because he was going to do the speech, which I thought he should have just screwed up the speech and not tried to be racist. I think that would have gone better. Well, the, it continues to be racist in general because we get through a section where they're like talking about cars and they're kind of like, you know, working things out over a beer. But then he's like, I've got darts my way. And it's just them throwing spears. They're like lawn yeah. darts. They're huge. It is like they're a spear. Spears. Yeah. And they're like, they painted like a dartboard, like a big target for them to throw it at. Zambezi. But Todd, they are spears. The implication is that they still fight with spears. Oh, I thought the implication was that just that John Goodman was a fat, lazy person who couldn't do anything like actually Whoa. outside. This is not an attack on you, Mikey. Let's just talk about how, yes, that part is racist. I was glad they were like, oh, we're creating a huge car industry. And I was like, oh, that's good. You know, African industry and stuff. That's that's really good that this place would have a positive thing. Then they go throw spears in an, what looks like an abandoned lot. It is. Yeah. It is an abandoned lot. Which I don't think dignitaries would do. They wouldn't just be like behind the Kroger throwing throwing stuff. It would be like at the palace or something. Behind the That would be amazing, though. You're just <laughs> we like flew to America to the only spear throwing <laughs> dart range behind a Kroger. Listen, I would 100% play that game oh it looks really fun if they had places in nashville set up for this instead of axe throwing i would do it you could do both it's the same setup basically yeah see that's what i want i just want a big target and then you give me a ton of sharp stuff to throw axes spears <laughs> yeah. javelins it doesn't have to be a spear or a javelin or an axe it could be all of them yeah swords <gasps> axes on a rope Hell yeah. I think we should axes on a rope is a bad idea. Like that looked cool in a movie, but that's gonna kill somebody. <laughs> just pull it back and just nail yourself that, in the, the head. The most accurate version of prey is she axes herself in the right arm. 
Oh man. Nothing bad would happen with that. Nothing bad. So the the visit goes very well and people are actually very, very happy because the king had a lot of fun. Well, and made a good impression on the dignitaries from Africa. Right. And so he's like, great. So do I get time off? And they're like, no, it's ball season. And he's just like, <laughs> suck my ball season. And they basically are trying to teach him to dance. They they have him. He basically admits that he's lonely and they're like, oh, it, it'll be fine. And they've got him like playing with the corgis and like bowling. And he's just like, I can't like this is none of this is helping. I need a night out. Yeah. And so he confides in Gordon. Gordon's the one that called the paparazzi who's working with Lord Graves. And they have him pretend to be one of the guard and ride away. But he he's immediately conspicuous because he can't ride a horse. I do love that, like, Gordon finds him, like, climbing out the window. And, and King Ralph is like, don't tell anybody. He goes, okay. But, like, there are easier ways to sneak out. And then it smash cuts <laughs> to him, like, falling off of a horse as he <laughs> yeah. rides it out of the gate. Which doesn't seem easier. Also, rides a horse to Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. <laughs> That's a famous place. It, it is. is. It's in Wayne's World, too. <laughs> it's where they kill the werewolf, an American werewolf in London. It oh. is. Uh, in Wayne's World, too, Garth proclaims, pretty shitty circus. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? He's right. It's I mean, it it's a circus in the sense that it is round. Yes. Not in the sense of candy popcorn rides. Okay, I have a circus. I have a I have a relevant circus story for you all today. I'm 100% sure this is going to be relevant, Paige. They were they're renovating the high acuity unit at the crisis building and I had to stop by today and the guys got on stilts to like paint the ceiling. So I turned on Spotify and put circus music on. And it made it <laughs> <laughs> it's so much more fun because they're like, Woo. oh, that's really funny. <laughs> but what would I mean? Like, <laughs> here's the thing: I just imagine somebody in that that unit suffering from delusions, being like, "This is all a circus. Oh, this isn't real." <laughs> they, re they closed it for renovation. There's no one oh, okay, on there but okay. the workers and stilts. So it was like truly a circus. I'm just picturing someone being like, "It's all a conspiracy," and then just like looking out the door just doo, 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 doo. <laughs> the best part is they're like looking through the glass at me as i'm like laughing at them like listening to music oh the because circus. they couldn't hear it just yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> so they had no idea why you were laughing at them <laughs> you're insane mikey i have some issues i thought it was funny <laughs> i mean mikey objectively it is funny like <laughs> my coworkers are like oh that's really funny and i was like yeah it's like a circus right because they're on like still <laughs> <laughs> the best part page is when he starts like explaining it <laughs> now i'm just thinking of the version that i don't know if either of you ever used to listen to hollywood babylon but ralph garman i did uh used to do impressions doing that song and he used to do like al pacino don't 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 anyway he goes to burger king and people are like hey all he wanted was a cheeseburger i felt so bad for him in this he wanted scene. whoppers mm -hmm. i love that like they start to notice him and like he's there with the lady his lady friend Right. Miranda. Yeah. And the lady who's like taking their orders, like, wait, you're the king. And then like everyone crowds him or whatever. And she throws him a burger. Like the lady behind the counter is like, I'm trying to help the king get a burger. So she throws him a burger. He starts to open it and is about to take a bite and he gets bumped and drops it. And then everyone around him goes to try and grab his burger. And that was <laughs> yes, a level of famous. That was yeah. a level of famous that I was very uncomfortable with. Like I understand the whole, I want to touch or meet, get the uh, autograph of the King. That makes sense. I don't understand the level of famous where people want to grab shit. You dropped on the floor. 
That's weird. It's a little bit, follow the gourd, follow the sandal, like that. <laughs> yes, very life of Brian. This seems kind of a waste for me because he never puts on the Burger King crown. And I think I that was like totally telegraphed there. There is a girl wearing it in the scene though. And I loved it. I was like, why is he not wearing it? My dad used to make us wear them as children. Like we would God. go to Burger King for breakfast sometimes before church. And he would always get crowns and be like, put them on. You like, never started a sentence with my dad that didn't end with me having so much more respect for him. He he also every year gets crackers like, you know, the, the Christmas crackers from the UK that you like open yeah. and they usually come with like tissue paper crowns and he forces us all to wear those crowns, too. Well, Dad, you wouldn't have to force me. I'd wear them proudly. Well, your paperwork's still pending. God so. damn it. Mikey, though. <laughs> Glad to have you as part of the family. I knew it. Is it because I don't have a master's degree? Is that what it is? Yeah, well, it's because you don't have your SAG card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mikey doesn't have a SAG card. Yeah, but he does have a master's degree. <laughs> Oh, it's one or the other. Okay, that makes sense. It's one or the other. If I get both, Todd, I get to murder you. (laughs) This took a very dark turn. Um, I'm going to be real. If Mikey keeps wandering onto the set of Hallmark original (laughs) movies, he might beat you to that sad card. And also, I can't believe we haven't talked about Mikey being (laughs) in a How have we not talked about that yet? (laughs) All right, we'll talk about it next time. Yeah. We got to do it on like a bonus episode so we can just talk about that. Oh, my God. Anyway, there's a photographer. She squirts him with ketchup so he doesn't get the photo. And they go to a little kind of a, a park where they can have some privacy. I really do like that this scene where she squirts the photographer with the ketchup shows that even though she was sort of hired to like create this scandal more or less by the, you know, the Stewart guy, the bad guy in the movie. Right. She at this point actually likes Ralph and doesn't want to do yeah. it. Like, so she is actively trying to stop the plan that she was involved in. And I like that, like, character moment for her. Yeah, well, and I like that she's she's not trying to stop it because she thinks she'll be found out. She's trying to stop it because she doesn't agree with it anymore. Yeah, because she cares for him. Yeah, yeah, she cares for him. And so they do kiss, but somebody catches them from the bushes. It's the same photographer. You see, he still has ketchup on his face. And she <laughs> shows up the next day and gives Lord Graves all of his money back. But yeah. she doesn't know that the damage is already done. Yeah. Anyway, we cut to they're giving Ralph a briefing on like, okay, so your meeting with the dignitaries from Zambezi went well. Next, we're going to talk about Finland. And also they have a daughter. She's got a really deep voice, baby. Which you shouldn't fault women for having deep voices. Yeah, I like a good rest. Everyone has deep voices sometimes. A little Kathleen Turner action. Her voice would not have made it a no for me. No. no, of course not. No. She seemed very adventurous and fun. Yeah, exactly. What if her orgasm noise, though, is old man river? <laughs> no, 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 no. Her voice was deep, but her orgasm noise would have been like a fog or like, ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I thought, you meant like, I thought you meant like foghorn leghorn. Like, I do, I do, I do declare I'm coming. <laughs> I do declare that I have finished with my proclivities. <laughs> I just now realized that foghorn leghorn is Confederate General Ouija board. I just realized that. I do declare you have made me reach completion. Mm. Uh, I said, I said, put it on my chest, please. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's funnier from the female perspective. It is. Yeah, it's less creepy when Paige does it. (laughs) It's equally as creepy. Oh, man. Mm. 
Where do you want it? I don't want it. It's trash. <laughs> I am going to split you in half like Sherman did to the South. I'm going to make your privates burn like Atlanta. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, why? That sounds like a disease. It is a disease. Are you kidding me? Sherman? Oh. No, I meant foghorn like a ship. Like, <sighs> That makes more sense based upon what like her voice sounds like, but... I now need to find someone who talks like Foghorn Leghorn and bring them to completion. <laughs> I'm half of that co- equation, and I'm not going to do the other half. <laughs> but I'll record something to take with you home. Anyway, so Peter O'Toole is like, yeah, so you'll marry this lady, and it'll be the wedding of the century. And he's like, I don't want to marry anybody. And they're like, well, you're a king, and you don't really get to choose. And... He basically is like, well, then fuck this. I'm con- I'm out. Like, no thanks. And he's like. He literally does quit in this scene. Like, Yeah, I quit. <laughs> but he talks him back into it. He's like, but thousands of workers will benefit. And he's like, oh, okay. So the phone rings. It's Miranda. They break up because they're like, it could have never worked out between us. It was sweet and sad. I, I. I did like it. And Miranda, she's like, she's in doubt. She does have, she's a very pretty lady. She's a very pretty lady. Yes, I agree. She's, uh, I don't know if you guys recognize her. She's actually done a lot of work as she's gotten older. She was Rose's mom on Doctor Who. That's where I recognize her from. Oh, that, that helps me none. Oh, I'd like Doctor I know Who. she's in a lot of stuff. There's like 14 British actors and they're everything British in Harry Potter. Yes. Anyway, so they break up and... We cut to Lord Graves basically being like, here's my invitation to the ball. I need you to send one to Miranda and write a message on the back so that she thinks that Ralph has invited her to this ball. Yeah. Which is like, that's some prom 90s movie bullshit. That's some we're going to pour Alpo on this girl sadness. But it works. It does work. It's also like this movie's in the 90s. Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We meet the king and queen of Finland and their daughter, which... I could not, because the king of Finland is one of the Nazis from Last Crusade. He is, yeah. And I couldn't get it out of my brain. I was just like, surely this is the cup of the Christ. I think he's the one that chooses poorly, Paige. He is the one who chooses Mm -hmm. poorly. He is. Anyway, we meet Princess Anna, who's very pretty, but we have not heard her speak yet. She's a butter voice. (laughs) (laughs) It could be fine, but then she, I, I think... The voice was less of an impediment than her instant jump from hi, hello, how are you to intense pearl-based BDSM. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, I was sort of into it, though. Like, yeah, I was like, Mikey, "Mm." you're too vanilla for that shit. I would go for it. I'll try anything twice or four times. I feel like (laughs) Mikey's too vanilla to bring it up, like to do it. But if someone suggested he's not going to kick her out of the throne room. (laughs) <laughs> or wherever she was suggesting doing it. I'm an adventurous it. dude, okay? I just haven't had enough sex in a long time to specialize. Anyway, we cut to Miranda, and she receives a giant bouquet. Bouquet! With, along with the invitation. Bouquet! So she's going to come. Yes, yeah, she is. So <laughs> as they're getting ready for dinner, Lord Graves is like, by the way, you should always be American. Like, that's an asset. Be fun. And he's like, oh, I'll keep it in mind. So we cut to dinner and they're serving tiny Cornish game hens. Tiny game hens. In the water. Anyway, so <laughs> he's talking to the king of Finland. Yes. And he's like, oh, you like fox hunting? And... Of course, Ralph thinks he means like chasing after women and the king means hunting foxes. Like actual fox hunting. Right. And he's just like, I've slept with a few, but you know, you can't be too careful. And the king is like, what? (laughs) Why are you fucking foxes? Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, But 
The king has to eat first before anyone else can eat. Uh, and so he goes to cut into the Cornish game hen. It slips. We domino an entire side <laughs> of the table's wine glasses. That shot was amazing, though, because it literally, like, every wine glass. It's a practical effect. Oh, it's yeah. so well, good. And they're clearly all on string. They have they're to be, They're right? clearly all on, yeah. on fishing wire. And yep. then, like, it shows him seeing what has happened, like, down the table. And all of them have, like, a huge fucking wine stain on their shirt well, or dress or whatever it's wild princess anna has it for the rest of the movie yeah she's got like a stain across her dress i love it so we cut to the ball where he and the princess are going to dance and he's like you dance really well and she just says thank you so do you and it's like a very surprisingly deep voice and it's played for a joke uh and he's like so what kind of things do you like and the more she talks the more crazy it gets but she basically is like yes father was in the gold cup this summer and then of course we went to ascot and he was like oh where's that and she's like england it's in england (laughs) it's one of your places (laughs) so they go out onto the balcony to get a little bit of a breather and she's like great so i'll let them know and we can schedule our courtship and he's like but i mean shouldn't we have feelings for each other she's like oh if i was gonna marry for love i would have married yan back home and you're like girl maybe you still should no i love whatever she has going on with yan back home oh it's gunner yan that's what it is yeah it's so good Yerf. Uh, anyway, so this is where she's like, besides, you got a nice butt. I noticed while you were dancing and I thought about you bending me over the desk. And he's like, Queen Anne's desk. Queen Anne's desk. And he's like, wouldn't that be uncomfortable with all the pens? And she was like, yes. And then strapped me to the throne with strings of pearls. And he's like, the servants would see us. And she was just like, I certainly, yes. She's like, I certainly hope so. At which point her father interrupts and she's like, dry humping Ralph's leg like she is up ons if you take me to a fancy ball no doubt there'll be a girl dry humping my leg by the end Mikey but why though because I'm charming you know what that's fair and you know what fancy dresses and fancy suits they make people a little randy you know what I'm saying you mean a little dirty randy yeah <laughs> a little randy baby yeah yeah that's a British reference there he's in the UK is Austin Powers a romantic comedy? <laughs> no. No, it's not. No. I'm going to go and say yes. Just for the end with the fruit basket. Anyway, so her dad takes her into dance, and this is where it's coming, father, is what she says and almost laughs as she does. God, it's so funny. Yeah. So Peter O'Toole's like, how's it going? He's like, well, she's got a voice like a tuba, and if she had her <laughs> way, we'd be having sex on a bed of nails. <laughs> like, this is, this is a lot for a first meeting. And everyone's kind of just standing around chatting. And he's like, I got to liven this up. So they bring him a harpsichord, which is not the same as a piano, by the way. No, it's not. But I mean, like, who cares? Yeah. We're having some goofs. Yeah, we're having goofs. Uh, Miranda arrives and her dress is fire. Yeah, it is. She knows what she's doing with them things. Yep. They roll out the harpsichord. He gets the band on board. And he says, this is the biggest (laughs) audience I've ever had. And goes into good golly Miss Molly for a full three minutes. Yeah. And crushes it. But Paige hated it for some reason. Yeah, it went on too long and nothing happened. I disagree. What happened was we got to see a master at work, Paige. <laughs> anyway, everyone's just kind of like, uh, no one dances. Miranda eventually dances. Well, he calls her out to dance with him. Yeah. Right. But no one else is on board. No. And as that's happening, somebody gives the King of Finland a message, which we will find out later is the pictures of him and Miranda. Yeah. And they immediately leave after the song. And so they're just like, bye. And you don't get to marry the, you know, you don't get to marry the princess. And we're also giving that contract away. You don't get to tie my daughter to your throne with pearls or whatever. I'm okay with that. (laughs) 
I think he's missing out. I mean, if you ever wanted Darth Vader to narrate narrate someone's orgasm, missing out. No. Padme, no. (laughs) (laughs) Touch your feelings. It is true. I'm done. Darth Vader's favorite euphemism for masturbating is killing younglings. No. He can't masturbate. He cut a right hand off. Oh, he well, you're assuming he's right-handed, but also he dumped all those younglings into a sock. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it all ends up in the newspaper. Of course it and does. And this is where he's apologizing to the painting of himself that is also his grandfather. <laughs> it's very clearly just him, though. Yeah, and this is where we get the cuts of him, like, walking with the swan. Best shot in all of cinema. Ugh, it's great. It needs the sad... Music from Arrested Development. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So he drives to her house and everyone's like, oh, my God, the king is here. And Miranda talks to him. And this is where she confesses like, hey, they paid me. and I gave the money back. But like it was too late. It was too late. Yeah. So meanwhile, we cut and he gets mad. He runs away from her. I was happy he got mad at her and stood his ground on this. I also like that she told him, too. Uh, Yeah. It seemed like an honest moment where she was honest and he was like, I defended you to everyone and you still betrayed me everyone was right yeah yeah uh so we cut to his office where peter o'toole is looking at her invite and the letter on the back and knows that it's not ralph's handwriting because ralph doesn't know how to write (laughs) they're like how would ralph write this note he doesn't know how to read he's an american it's in cursive we only gave him crayons (laughs) so they basically corner gordon and are like we know what you did yeah. Uh, and he goes to Phipps and is like, hey, you said something one time that made me think that maybe I wasn't the only option for King. And they're like, spoiler, Peter O'Toole also, but he knows that this job is a fucking nightmare. So he didn't want to do it. Yeah. That, I mean, literally, that is the truth. Like, that is what happened. Yes. So he's like, well, we're going to make some fucking changes around here. So they go to Parliament and he's like, I know it's unusual for a king to address Parliament. Normally that doesn't happen. But first of all, I signed this treaty with Zambezi so that we can make all of these automobiles and we have factories. And so we're going to bring some economic relief to England. But also, that guy's a fucking traitor. Arrest him. (laughs) And they legit do. I love the scene because as he's like presenting evidence, Stuart or whatever this guy's name is, like the the guy. Lord Graves. Lord Percival Graves. He's of the family, Stuart, or whatever. Right. Um, He's always like. He always has like a rebuttal for the evidence that's being shown. And King Ralph is like, oh, yeah, but Scotland Yard found these at your house or whatever. And he's like, yes, always one upping him. And then eventually he gets arrested and taken out. Scotland Yard ran up to you in front of your my pillow bullshit and stole your cell phone. <laughs> like, yeah. This just in that happened in a Hardy's parking lot. A Hardy's because parking of lot? Of course, that's <laughs> where it happened. Because <laughs> we're in America, baby. It would have been funnier is if it had been a McDonald's or a Chick-fil-A. I don't know. I feel like Hardee's is like peak funny right now for that. Hardee's is pretty funny, actually. Arby's, I think, would be the only funnier one. Arby's. <laughs> of course it would be Arby's. They've got, got the, the meat. He's got the beef. Got the beef with you. Anyway, he's like, I don't want to be king anymore. Peter O'Toole is going to be king. What? Peace out. England is the friends we made along the way. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I do sort of love this, though, because you can't have him actually be king forever. Right. Because he's American. So, like, they make Peter O'Toole, who's, like, the most British, British person I've ever seen British. How British am I? Like, they make him king, and then he gets to fuck off and just be awesome. 
I think Benedict Cumberbatch might be the Brit- most British Brit we've ever seen. But <laughs> and my mom enjoys Benedict Cumberbatch. And the whole time I was home a couple weeks ago, I just kept saying different things. Or I was like, Butterfield Cumbersnot. And she was like, stop it. <laughs> like, like Peterson. Yeah, yeah. Like brunchness clamber piddle like you know just whatever it's fun <laughs> try it at home i like benedict cumberbatch quite a bit i still can't get over how creepy he was in atonement oh i hate that movie so much anyway ralph gets he he's a duke now and he gets a house in the countryside with a recording studio because they have to have a baby so that there can be another king yeah and of course he basically makes up with miranda and shows up at her job to interrupt her while she's just trying to work but they get back together uh, he gets knighted and covers his ears because when he was knighting people during a montage earlier, he cut a guy's ear. I love that moment so too. Like, and I love when he cuts his ears. He looks up at Peter O'Toole who's knighting him, and they like have a sweet little moment. It's nice. It's very fun. And then we end on a really terrible cover of the Duke of Earl with Ralph and the Duquettes that he's recording in his house, and we get to see Ralph the second. Yes. And, and that's the movie. movie. The movie's sweet. I like it. I like the way it ends with them. Clearly, they got married and they're, um, you know, living out their life as a duke and duchess or duchess or whatever you duchess. call it. Duchess. Duchess. No, I like, I like duchess. Duchess. I'm going to go take a duchess real quick. Um, yeah, my bad. Duke and duchess. And uh, they have a son, and he's going to be the king one day. Like, I, I don't know. I, I really like the way it ended, because the Americans get the last laugh. Ha-ha, Dukas. <laughs> well, did you guys like it? I thought it was funny. Yeah, so what would you guys think about it? It's all right. I'll take that with Paige in a romantic comedy. That's high praise from Paige in a romantic comedy, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Again, I had no nostalgia going into this. I saw it today as today. Well, I, so. I, I saw it as a child. I didn't remember anything about it. I was like, man, I wonder how problematic this is. I just remember the bowling alley. Yeah, I like it a lot. I'm happy with the way it held up, too. Like, it didn't hold up great. But for movies that, like, came out around this time, it holds up pretty good. Yeah. It could be way worse. I've talked about this before. Like, we, we just have a thing where everything's so cynical. We have, like, a cynical style. And I, I like that this movie was not as cynical. Like, everything in right now in culture is just cynical. Like, yeah, like all of our old heroes have been had remakes, and they're all burned out and terrible fathers. And you're like, I wish somebody who I liked back in the 90s or 80s turned out to be a decent dude. And it's not, I mean, I don't know. It's not like that, I don't know. Not everything has to be written and directed by Christopher Nolan. Like, let's just have fun with this movie. And it is a very, like, no-stakes, like, comedy and I'm here for it. Okay, but I, I do want to see Christopher Nolan's version. I would see, I would watch Christopher <laughs> Nolan's version of this. I want to see Christopher Nolan do a romantic comedy, okay. and that's all I'm saying. But it'd be it'd be Christian Bale as King Ralph, and it'd be a real weird ride. A lounge singer becomes king of England. Go, 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 go. He's not the king we deserve, but he's the king we need right now. <laughs> he's, he's at the harpsichord like, Santa Fe, are you there? Do you swear you won't forget me? You know, he doesn't talk about that movie. He, like, refuses to acknowledge it. Really? That makes me sad. News is his best role. I mean, I've seen him be better in other things. He was actually pretty good in Thor Love and Thunder. He was pretty good in that. So, Paige, you have some fun facts for us? Yes. Well, here it is with your fun facts. King King Ralph, Ralph, fun fun facts. facts. Uh, So this script was actually originally written with Bill Murray in mind. No shit. That would have been pretty good, too. I think it's better with John Goodman than Bill Murray. I like Bill Murray, but this is Bill Murray brings that cynicism that I was just talking shit about. 
to his roles. Yeah. He he does. I think for me, John Goodman is more likable. Yeah. yeah. I'm more on board for John Goodman than Bill Murray in this role. Um, as I mentioned, he does do his own singing. Uh, they end up in the Burger King. And part of the reason that they end up in Burger King is one of John Goodman's first acting jobs was in a Burger King commercial. I love that. He was yep. the Burger King and they became the king of the UK. This is also his first leading role where he's like top lining a movie. Okay, so, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he's been a star in other movies like Blues Brothers was a big movie for them, but it was him and Jim Belushi. Yep. Or, sorry, mm-hmm. John Belushi. Yeah, and he was a, a character actor essentially before this. Yeah. This is the first time he got like one main thing. Yeah, he was like on Roseanne before this. Yes, uh, Roseanne had actually just concluded. Okay. He's also the only American actor out of the leads. Of course, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So this movie is actually based on a book. Um, and the book is called Headlong uh, by Emlyn Williams. It's not very different. They're, they all have different names. Um, but aside from that, it's not really different. It's the same basic premise, essentially. Okay. Now, in the book... Um, it is William, William the, he would become William the fifth at the end of the book uh, because the book was published in 1980, two years before Prince William was born. Oh, okay. Now, assuming that Prince William mm. becomes the king someday, he will actually be William the fifth. So technically he would get the same title as the character in the book. <laughs> no, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, another actor considered for the role of Ralph was John Candy. Oh, oh. I could, oh that would have been good too. I could see that. I would have been here for John Candy. Uh, the reason he had to turn it down is because he was too busy shooting nothing but trouble, which would <laughs> premiere <laughs> the same exact oh. day that this movie did. Oh, I have to find a way to make y'all watch nothing but trouble. I please don't. Please don't do this. I've seen it. It's terrible. I made all my friends watch it in in my college dorm room one time. It was... Mikey, there's a very easy way to make us watch it, though, because it is a comedy horror movie. It's classified as a horror movie. You've really done fucked up now, Todd. Dan Aykroyd's nose turns into a penis, but also the Humpty Dance is used in a very creative way in that movie. No. It's a terrible film. (laughs) Anyway, okay, so last fun fact. They obviously couldn't use the name Windsor. Right. uh, So they changed it to Windham, but there are some shots of the movie that suggest that potentially they changed that after or at least halfway through production because you can see that some people have 80-yard Wyndham instead of Windsor. Interesting. Okay. Oh, interesting. And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk some box office. So what do you think the budget for King Ralph was in 1991? $10 million. Okay. Paige, do you have a guess? 1991, I'm going to say $6 million. Okay. The budget for this movie was $23 million. Oh, no. That sort of makes sense to me because they are shooting on some amazing locations across the UK. It was actually filmed mostly at Pinewood Studios. Fuck, that's crazy. Yeah, so there are exterior shots, but a lot of the interiors are Pinewood Studios. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Interior, but the outside shots, they're like in front of like these castles and shit. Okay, so if you adjust for inflation, that is just over $50 million. So this is like a $50 million budget if it was made today. Um, It premiered on February 15th, 1991. It was, it's a rom-com, came out Valentine's Day week. That makes sense, right? 
So naturally, there were a lot of rom-coms that came out at this time. The number one movie was Silence of the Lambs. Nice. <laughs> number two was Sleeping with the Enemy. Nice. Which I assume is a rom-com. Number three no, was... not a rom-com. It is not a rom-com. <laughs> but it is a very good movie. Is it? Okay. I've clearly not seen it. It's Julia Roberts. Oh, is it? Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, and she has to like turn the cans. Yeah. Okay. Number three was King Ralph. Number four was Home Alone. Home Alone had been in the theaters for 14 weeks and had already made $230 million. Number five was Dances with Wolves. And number eight was Nothing But Trouble in its first week. (laughs) It was number eight in the theaters. No spoilers for when we do it on our version. Well, now that I've already told you it was eighth in its first week, it only had one more week in the theaters and it was (laughs) tenth that week. Oh, good Lord. Nothing But Trouble made $8 million. $400,000. That's $8 million too many. I had it on DVD. Oh, you're the person who bought it. By the way, (laughs) it made $8.4 million, but it cost $40 million to make. Yeah, it's an expensive movie too. Yeah, terrible movie. Okay, so King Ralph was third in its opening weekend. What do you guys think it made in its opening weekend? I think it probably made about $5 million. Okay. I'm going to say fourteen. million. Ooh, okay, you're on either side of it. It made $8.3 million. The number one movie, Mikey, Silence of the Lambs, and it was also its first week out, made $13.7 million. So um, now this movie was in the theater for a total of 15 weeks. It never did better than third place, but it was third place for the first two weeks and then fourth place for the third week. So it did pretty well. Uh, in the theaters. What do you think it brought in domestically? I'm going to say 30. Okay. Mikey, what do you think? 42. Okay. So it made $34 million domestically and then $18.4 million internationally for a total of 52 million. And if you adjust that for inflation, that's roughly $114 million today. So it made money. It did pretty well. But that is your box office. So, Mikey, do you want to hit him with that romance scale? Yeah, a romance scale is something we made up a few weeks ago where we say how romantic we found the film when we watched it today at a scale of 1 to 10. It was months ago at this point, Mikey. Whatever. <laughs> um, I, I This is like a 4 for me. Really? It, I'll yeah, because that. they they like don't really know each other very well. They've only known each other for a couple weeks. Yeah, no, I'm surprised it's that high. Paige, my number was two. I'm going to give it a four because at least they're nice to each other. That's <laughs> yeah. better than most movies we watch on this podcast. That That's is true. true. Oh, yes. we didn't rate Gili. We forgot to rate Gili. Oh, Can no. we go into the negative? Negative one. <laughs> I stand by my decision to not rate Gili. <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like it's the one movie that's not deserving of a rating and it can go fuck itself. Here's all I have to say about Spotted Dick. You put it on your head, your tongue and slap your brains out trying to get to it. <laughs> yeah, interested! <laughs> interested! I just like people who yell at the top of their lungs at all times. That's my people. That's why you're on this podcast. You just couldn't stay away from me. <laughs> I just yell a lot. Fun fact, I actually wasn't on the podcast the first two episodes. I was in the other room yelling, and they just picked it up, and then they invited me on. So, Mikey, do you think they're still together? Duke Ralph and Dukist Ralph? What's her yes. name? Duke. Yes, Duke, I Dukist. do. Dukist Lady Margaret. No, Samantha. Miranda. 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 I, I like know. how you, this is one of your favorite films. I didn't say that. I said I liked it today. 
I also think they're still together because they literally live a pampered life in the country with a big ass house. They're very happy. Yeah. All because some prince gutter humped his grandmother <laughs> behind a like casino in Vegas in like 1948. And then left her voicemails about how he wanted to be her tampon. <laughs> <laughs> Google that shit. Does that word mean something else in the UK? It does not. Google that shit. I wish you could see Todd's face as he Googles it. <laughs> well, I'm reading an article that says, what was the tampon gate scandal and why isn't the crown covering it? Yep. Missed opportunity. I am reading this later, but it involves <laughs> Prince Charles, now King Charles, and Camilla Parker Bowles. Yes. Oh, well. Well, I can tell you. He needs to get better at dirty talk. <laughs> Mikey, I think dirty talk is something that needs to be practiced and should be, you know, shared in a safe space. It should be dirty literature. <laughs> you should visit Rip Bodice if you want some of that. Or go to Dipsy. Do, go to Dipsy and use product code. <laughs> Dipsy stories code cult <laughs> So this week, Mikey, you made us watch King Ralph. And thank you so much. I feel like it was exactly what I needed when we lost the queen. Like this is what I needed to lift my spirits. I just hope that if you're in the UK, you feel the empathy coming from me from this pick. <laughs> yes. And my next pick, because Mikey, the movie I picked is just like King Ralph, but better. It's called The Prince and Me featuring Julia Stiles oh. from 2004. Oh. Her name is Paige in that movie, I think. How dare you offend the crown like this? <laughs> <laughs> if I remember this movie correctly, and I'm pretty sure I saw this movie on like a date. How many the, guys were there? Well, it was a date page, so at least four. <laughs> Julia Stiles' name is Paige. But I'm pretty sure it's about like a prince who goes to America to find love. And that sounds strangely familiar to a certain prince finding love with a certain Megan Markel here recently. Maybe. He didn't have to go to America. He watched her on TV and was like, I would like to marry that. He was like, bring me the TV woman. Suits. I'd yeah, love yeah. to bang bring that. Bring me shit. TV woman. <laughs> I wish I could do that. So your homework for next week is to go to college and meet a prince who might not be a prince, but totally is, and fall in love with him while you watch The Prince and Me. Hooray. Hey. And that's going to be it for us, you guys. Oh, I got to do a review. Oh, yeah. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? You guys, we forgot. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? Look, it takes a second to pull up. I just need you to have more patience in the future. Well, then let me tell them how they can have their review run the podcast while you're taking forever to pull it up, Mikey. And that is by leaving <laughs> us a five-star review. And we'll have Mikey read it for you. So whose review are you going to read, Mikey? I'm going to read Sarah 12340098765. What does Sarah have to say? <laughs> <laughs> she says, once was lost, baby girl. <laughs> is it spelled baby girl, girl or is it like ghoul? Ghoul, ghoul. I showed my coworkers today after the circus music just the compilation of him saying, are you lost, baby girl, <laughs> without context. And they were like, you need to leave. They were like, you need to stop showing us pornography at work. You need to leave so that we can jerk off. <laughs> Mike McCormick's like, I'm not going to watch that. You need to go away. Cut to three hours later when she's at home under her blanket watching it. I think I read this review. Oh, did you? Let me scroll down and like pick a random one. Ringo Hellcat. What does Ringo Hellcat have to say? Highlight of my Thursdays. Aww. Oh. The hosts have great hit chemistry but they pick on Mikey too much. I think I read this review, but I think it needs to be read twice. No, wow. what? I refuse to stop picking on you. Thanks to the podcast. I have a list of movies to watch with my wife. Keep up the great work. Five stars. Well, Ringo Hellcat, pick a side. Do you want us to stop making fun of Mikey or do you want us to keep up the great work? Oh, wow. 
That's a good joke, but it really hurts. <laughs> Either way, thank you for the five-star review. We appreciate it. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin, and that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on, but Paige gets around, and she is on two other podcasts, Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at rampage wesley everywhere including tiktok except for twitter where she is at page wesley mikey is at m randolph 24 and i am at todd j awesome everywhere and guys we got a p.o box so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a p.o box it's actually not a p.o box it's like a regular street address it's pretty awesome it's 6688 nolensville road number 108-34 brentwood tennessee 37027 so send us some stuff yeah that's gonna be it for us you guys i'm Paige. i'm mikey and i'm god God? (laughs) no it's so late and i'm todd keep no now now i'm fucked up you complete complete us us. to completion i don't like this now that you're god (laughs) i'm not i stop i i I, you guys want to reach into my bath and and get pull out my crown (laughs) no (laughs) are you giving birth what's crowning in the bath are you doing like a water birth you guys don't put little tiny crowns on your dicks No. (laughs) Holy shit, Mikey. I'm now going to start dickcrown.com where you can buy various types of crowns for your dick. This sounds like a recipe for an emergency room. You put them on top, Paige, not inside. It's not a sounding tool. It's the around, and then if it grows, then it gets trapped, and then they have to like. No, you're thinking if you're putting it on the tip, we're putting it on top like a top hat with the one eye being like the face. We got to (laughs) stop. Well, if you want a dick crown, reach out to Mikey. And let him know. Because I am emperor of dick crown. (laughs) Bye, monarchy-loving nerds.